Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Since shortly after Russia invaded Ukraine one year ago today, we have been checking in periodically with Soviet-born, Brooklyn-raised journalist and author Vladislav Davidson who's been crisscrossing Ukraine, telling stories from every corner of that war-torn country. Vlad joins us today from Odessa, Ukraine. Vlad, it's good to know that you're safe. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be safe. Uh, It's a year today that I first had to uh, get out of of the path of uh, uh, the Russian paratroopers. I I was told by our people in uh, American diplomacy and intelligence that I was on lists and whatever i shouldn't shouldn't get my passport checked in a filtration camp they said they're not going to treat you as a journalist so i was uh, I, I i was in the suburbs of kiev when this all went down exactly a year ago it brings back memories let's talk about the past year vlad conventional wisdom was that ukraine might not last more than a week or two after the russian invasion and yet here we are yeah conventional wisdom is often wrong Sometimes it's right, sometimes it's wrong. In this case, the, the, both the conventional wisdom and the Russian intelligence agencies and the European and American intelligence agencies got this really wrong, which is why they uh, made a lethal mistake in not arming the Ukrainians quickly enough. So, uh, you know, both the conventional intelligence in Russia and the conventional intelligence in America and Europe was wrong. You told me early in this war not to underestimate Ukraine in defending the country. But are you personally surprised that we are where we are right now? No, no. You know, we're, we're in terms of trend lines, we are where we could expect to be. Ukraine is done on the margin of things within the top 10 percentile of possible outcomes. If you look at the last year, Ukraine, even though it's lost some more territory since since the war began a year ago is at that top 10 percent of where it could be which is not to say that things will be at the top 10 percent of where they could be there's a lot of factors at play attrition arms from the from from the west manpower issues for the for the russians morale issues for the russians uh how much uh the ukrainian population is willing to sustain the war it's just not it, it's it, there's a lot of factors to plug into analysis, right? Over the past year, Vlad, you've been talking with Ukrainians from all over the country. They have proven to be a very resilient bunch, haven't they? Yeah, it's part of a national culture, and there's something deeply resilient left over from hundreds of years of being subjugated by various people, being part of other people's empires for a very long time. The uh, this, these are. These are kind of Eastern European character traits in some ways. In other ways, it's uh, leftover of Soviet uh, stuff and uh, deep cultural processes. It's it, you know, there's just a lot there. It's very difficult to unpack why it is the Ukrainians are like this, but they are like this. That's you know where we are. As you have traveled across Ukraine for the past year, you have told some memorable stories. What are some of the memories? that jump out at you, the sights and sounds that are difficult to forget? 
those are sights and sounds which cause me post-traumatic stress disorder and everybody else post-traumatic stress disorder bodies rockets going off too close to your ear that kind of thing um what kind of stories i've seen some tremendous examples of heroism from private individuals continuously all right Soviet-born, Brooklyn-raised, we claim him as one of our own here in New York. Journalist and author Vladislav Davidson in Odessa, Ukraine. Vlad, thank you for talking with us, and you stay safe over there. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.